Hello, and <laughs> welcome to Best of Five, a weekly FGC talk show presented by us. Uh, shout out to Zero Star HX for subbing to the show. Hey, I'm Blocking here. Tonight on the show, we're going to spend an hour and a half talking about a Kotaku article that said that Ryu and Ken got it on. That's true. That is, we actually, we, we heard about that yesterday, and we <laughs> blocked off the whole show for it today. So that's all we're going to talk about. It is... We're going to go play by play. I think it's Pride Month, so I don't want to make fun of that. I just want to legitimately um, discuss the fact that... You guys What are you spoiling? <laughs> hey, by the way, John uh, had surgery last week, and he's asked us to not make him laugh. And here he is making jokes. John Velasco Guerrero, everybody. Here he is. He's on the show. That's What's up, guys? that's him in a one box. We also have Steve Ace King Offsuit Jerk. You might know him as at Ace King Offsuit. That's him. Shout outs to Anonymous. Hey, I'm blocking here. <laughs> hey, I'm blocking here. That's a line. Um, <laughs> who made himself cough from using that voice? No, that's not true, guys. Tonight on the show. We, in fact, are going to talk about... <clears throat> let me see these topics that uh, Steve prepared for us. Uh, Dragon Ball You don't Fighters. even know what we're talking about? <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour, the details of... You know, in like a video. week or two, you're not going to have the baby on away excuse. I guess you'll have the actual baby excuse, though. Yes, sir. Fair and enough. I'll have the sleep deprivation excuse. Can I use okay, that one? Okay, yeah. Uh, also, Street Fighter V gets loot boxes, but not really. And Steve tricked us into having this be a topic. And most importantly, <laughs> our illustrious panel of Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek, Tekken World Tour Maestro, John Velociraptor Guerrero, he's played Street Fighter before, and Donka should have been invited to the summit. Schiller will break down Always. those respective games. Should be invited to everything. For CEO. Oh, were we supposed to do that? I'm, I'm going to pull that up now and figure that out then. I did not do that at all. Oh my goodness! We are professional, ladies and it's gentlemen. It's a good thing we took a week mm. off to regroup and uh, you know make sure that we're we got our game. See, they just came out with the finalized brackets within the last half hour, so you could have used that as an excuse. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I was about to what? say that. I gotta I gotta break this down again. You know, anything, lots of things have changed, so I need. I to... just had surgery, guys. I I can't. You can't expect me to look at websites. Jose Ramirez E has a uh, theory on what kind of surgery you had. Um, I would oh, yeah. Not recommend. What was that? I would we're not we're recommend. not going to talk about that. I, I kind of want to know. Um, and this is not on our list of topics here. We do have a Google Doc with all these lovely topics spelled out. But there's one thing not on here that I want to discuss. Okay, what is it? I don't know if you guys are mad enough to have this conversation. We'll see if we are. I want to talk about pro players. Okay. Talking shit about tournaments on Twitter. Or just bitching in general. Whether it's, Reggie feels me, please do this to Smash. Or, I can't believe how shit this seating is for this tournament. God. As opposed to, like an adult, having a conversation with the interested parties. You guys want to talk about that at all? Sure. I mean, I guess I have some vested, some vested interest in this because I helped do the seating mm -hmm. for CEO mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which, as you pointed same, out, was well. No, I did the same. I helped with Combo Breaker. Oh, oh you're saying you which was CEO not too? I could not complained about, and then okay. helped with CEO. And it wasn't just me. It's like a bunch of people kind of doing it at different times. Anyhow, um, Leffen got upset on Twitter. He's been contacted. He doesn't seem to have many specific gripes other than that he hates it. So, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I think it's a result of people being salty at seeing their roads and not being happy with who they have to play on the way. Um, 
I don't know a whole lot about Leffen. Supposedly, this has been a problem in the past that he does not like the seeding of many tournaments. There, there's not really a lot to go off of with Dragon the, Ball the, this, this, But this is where I'm yeah, coming from. Yeah, I guess we'll go, this yeah. isn't even the issue. It's just well, whether or not he did it to handle it the right way. That's exactly right. And the answer is he didn't. That's exactly right. And we can just leave it there and then go into our, how we usually start a show, which is by uh, having a recap from Steve, Ace King Offsuit Jurek, while John frantically crams for his test at the end of the show. <laughs> um, but this is all I'm going to say. For crying out loud, FGC pros... Not all of them, but the ones that are out there being vocal on Twitter. Just reach out to your I TOs. I guarantee you if Leffen sends an email to Max or to Jabaley or through the site, it will be read pretty seriously. And I, I mean, sent CEO emails to uh, – actually just like DMs to Jabaley, and he got back to me promptly. Yeah. And that dude is is busy as all hell. Um, the the events that are run well, the the you know from Alex Valle, from Jabaley, from, uh, from Rick – these guys are on it, and, and they, as busy as they are, they get back to you. So it's like you really can reach out to these guys, and, and they do their best to, to really acknowledge even individuals if they can. And so, so I, I 100% agree. Even and if I've you're not, yeah, I mean, even if you're not Leffen, I guarantee if you send an email that's like X should be seated over Y because of Z, I guarantee you it's going to be read, and they'll probably agree if it was well-formed. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, just do that. That's my mm-hmm. suggestion for the future. It's just, again, we'll move on. It's just I not will cool. say one thing just have a lot of specifically clout. towards the seating, which is that this is done at a lot of tournaments and not just fighting game tournaments and not just game tournaments in general. You will do seating brackets instead of seating one through you know 50 because mm-hmm. it's hard to be that specific. So you'll say these four are tier at one and these four are tier two, et cetera, and then they'll randomize within that. And I think what some people were upset about was that via the randomization of both being in Tier 1, Sonic Fox and Goichi were scheduled to play in winner's semifinals instead of winner's finals. And they're who most people would still consider a 1 and 2 seed. Mm. And that has been adjusted because, you know, people do tend to agree with that. But that's to avoid repeat matchups happening and to avoid the volatility of trying to say, you know, 1 through 50 in exactly this order, which is impossible to do. So, yeah. Either way. Adults have constructive conversations with the people that had a vested interest in it. Not, I'm mad and I have my megaphone because I have a huge following and I'm just going to put this on Twitter. Come on, guys. All right. Who wants a recap? We need a recap no. graphic. Alon? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Whenever Doesn't matter ready, if you want it or not, you're getting it. Uh. <laughs> I do want it and I can't wait to get it. And I'm sorry that I'm bleeding into your, uh, your box a little bit there. Elon, seriously? Come <laughs> That's Owen too, Alon. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me laugh, damn it. Ow. Guys, whatever you do, don't make uh, John laugh in any way, shape, or form because he just had surgery and he's recovering. He's a recovery boy. Recap. All right, let's do this. Uh, we got a lot to cover. We had a couple of. Uh, we had a week off, so we've got two weeks of events worth to touch on let's start with e-league uh group c was last week and that was won by the uk's best right now problem x winning in the u.s that's not something he's done a whole lot of uh but he got the job done uh in group c uh in the bracket stage to advance on the winner side of the playoffs uh smug taking the second spot snake eyes actually won uh the round robin. He was the top seed heading in, but 
ran into problem X and smug. So uh, third place, still good to see him uh, do well. Who's he using? Kuma. <laughs> Excuse me. Who are we talking about? Snake Eyes. Snake. I mostly a Kuma, I think, mm-hmm. in in E League. No and more in a very like if we're if we're going to talk about it, like in a very different fashion. Snake Eyes Akuma is unlike anyone else. Yeah, it's it like really full is. of demon flips and just like very much Snake Eyes style. Just had the right reads against whatever it is he wanted to do, but he didn't look like any other Akuma I've ever seen. Okay. Would you like to go to the next graphic, Steve? Yeah. I didn't put yes. transitions anymore because Alon doesn't appreciate them. That's okay. Uh, this past Friday was Group D, the final group before the playoffs, and it was the man who some considered the Lord and Savior. Uh, <laughs> you know, you believe in what you want to believe in. But uh, Daigo taking it uh, on the winner's side, Fujimura finishing second. Uh, this was called the Group of Death because you also had Infiltration, Hytanian as well. IDOM and F-Champ, no easy outs in that group. Um, even though F-Champ went 0-6, that was not an easy 0-6. Uh, but this is actually the first time that the top two seeds in the round-robin stage uh, were the top two seeds in the bracket stage. Yeah, I really want to reiterate so, that I think the bracket stage thing is pretty awesome, and I think it worked out well, and I think here we saw it go scratch, but, you know, the other times we saw crazy losers bracket runs, and I think it's been pretty entertaining. So, shout-outs to that. It's one of the first times I've seen a bracket innovation I didn't hate. Cool. Where to next, so, amigo? Uh, let's take a look at what the matchups look like for the uh, – playoffs which will be in two weeks uh you've got tokido versus punk and problem x versus daigo on the winner side loser side is going to be dogura versus momochi and smug versus fujimura whoever emerges victorious out of that will take home a cool one hundred fifty thousand dollars that's a nice chunk of change bro it's gonna be interesting for punk you know, he's getting to fight Tokido again, and it's <clears throat> yeah, been a while, and Punk's certainly not been on an upwards trend since losing to Tokido. And how about Tokido? So can this be, like, what, what brings him back, is beating Tokido here? It'd be interesting to see. It's an Echo Fox. Tokido's Tokido continued too. to do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't dominated the way people thought maybe he would, but, I mean, he's been he's is, been making top eights at pretty much every Is anybody on the slide here to. dominating? Uh, I mean... Problem They're, X is really hot right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's super probably hot. the name that I would say would be least dominant previously. So I think that's just a testament to how how intense things are right now and how close things are. I mean, I guess if you're going to put money on it, you just put money on Tokido. But even then, you wouldn't feel super safe. And Problem X is using Fang, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, what else, you got you, what else you got for us, Esteban? Uh, let's... There was another uh, Street Fighter Invitational going on, another team-based competition. Uh, this was Rage in Japan. It's reached the halfway point, and Daigo looking good there. His team uh, off to a 4-1 and one start to top the standings. Tokido's team actually at 1-4, and four, bringing up the bottom. Uh, but the uh, second half of the season kicks off on the 4th of July. So if you're interested in watching some Japanese Street Fighter, be sure to check that out uh, on your favorite Japanese streaming service. Uh, it wasn't, uh, <laughs> I think it's Africa on this one. 
So I apologize for that. Uh, let's take a look at the Tekken World Tour. Uh, there was an event last week in Taiwan, which was originally part of uh, Taiwan Fighting Game Major. Uh, the main event got moved uh, to later this year, which was why there was no CPT event last week. But uh, the Tekken World Tour event stayed there, and that's good news for Naroma because he got his first win of the season taking it over Rangchu in the grand final. Uh, strong performance for Japan. You had four players in the top eight with Kari, Nobi, and Take. You also had uh, Tanukana and you just outside top eight. So strong, strong weekend for Japan there. Uh, take it over to this week, uh, the return to, to Spain. Uh, for ADFT 9, and that was taken by a man who could arguably be the, Europe's top player right now, Tishumon, picking up his second win in short fashion, uh, taking it over Fergus. Kane uh, and Trench with his third place finish, picking up some steam as he goes along. Uh, what that does for the global standings? Well, Knee, JDCR, and Saints still up top, but you've got. Naroma into the top 10 and Tishimon into the top 10. Uh, you look at Kanan Trench and Fergus, their strong uh, performances this weekend got them to the good side of the qualification line, which is 19th. Is it true uh, that Saint isn't going to compete anymore so he can stay at 666 because it's so metal? <laughs> well, so he is going to be at CEO. And we'll talk about that later, but he, he he might just finish 33rd just for, just to keep that that uh, that number. That's so. pretty cool of him. Because he that's is pretty me. metal. Because mm-hmm. when I think of Saint, I think metal. <laughs> the glasses are what give it away. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, no, is that JDCR? Sorry. I'm a Tekken. Never mind. I'm Go back to Kremen, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shame on you, you, says Esteban. All right. Uh, where to, buddy? Uh, let's go to the CPT. You know, everyone wants the CPT. Uh, we had two events this weekend, one online, one offline. Uh, the online was for East Asia. That includes Korea, Japan, Taiwan, and Hong Kong. Um, it certainly included Japan. Seven of the top eight this weekend were Japanese. Sako being the one who finished up top, uh, with Bonchan and Itazan taking second and third. This this has been a while coming for Sako. He hasn't won on the CPT since uh, 2016. So good to look see at, him. When you when you look at online CPT events uh, over the years so far, um, you'll you'll see like like in um, North America, for instance, you'll see like a PR ROG and and you know players like that occasionally, and then like a, a bunch of like mainly online players. But you look at this one, CPT Asia Online too, and you got Sako, Bonchan, Itabashi, Fudo, Momochi, NL, John Takuchi, and Kazunoku. All of those guys, if you saw them as like winners of, of you know like Capcom Cup or, or or a major tournament or something like that, you'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm not surprised. And and so it's just a testament to the level of competition even in the online events over there i thought was pretty striking well it's somewhat ironically living closer together and having access to play each other locally also means you have better online mm-hmm. and that your online mm-hmm. tournaments are going to run a lot smoother and i think that's a lot of why a lot of top americans don't bother entering 
CPT online. Or they but do, then and then they, they uh, yeah. you know, just don't show up for their match. That also happens. There, there's a there's a Geico gaming tournament today, free to enter for Street Fighter Five. It's happening at uh, about two and a half hours from now, and uh, it's like a twelve hundred dollar prize pool. Oh wow! Just, it's free to enter. So I mean, did, did you enter, John? Watching this, I did. I did. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it and pay for this surgery. Hell yeah! <laughs> and get some pizza. <laughs> You say something uh, about the pizza? Sorry, disregard. So, uh, let's go back to the States for Northwest Majors. That was the offline event this weekend on the CPT. And take a look at the name up top. It's a little familiar, isn't it? Problem X winning in the U.S. again, uh, beating Justin Wong, who had won the previous two ranking events on U.S. soil. Uh, another strong weekend for Chris Tatarian. He's he's plugging away, continuing to do well on the tour. Uh, but yeah, Promex finally getting that U.S. win on the CPT. Congratulations to him. Well, also, shout out to Mojo uh, representing Minnesota in uh, top eight. He did amazing, too. He knocked out uh, um, Knuckle Dew in winner's bracket. Uh, and uh, and and had like a great run all the way up into this top eight, uh, and, and he's been making waves. Actually, like I, I didn't realize it. I was actually asking around while we were watching this, and uh, I'm like, guys, is is Mojo a, a local from um, from uh, Seattle? Like, no, he's from around, but he's been he's been cracking top sixteens, cracking top cracking top eights uh, a lot recently. So he's one of those uh, guys that you want to watch out for. You see his name on stream; it's worth giving it a watch because he he's like uh, Fudo he's really making waves. Punko last year at Evo. Too. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, he's he's a really good player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk if, about Cerroblast eventually. I'll let Steve finish his recap, but holy shit! <laughs> no, go ahead and talk about Cerroblast. All right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Street Fighter Five can a, a lot of it does come down to him doing unsafe stuff and making you guess whether he's going to either go high or low, grab or not. Uh, but the biggest thing is probably DPS, right? And that's been a Ken thing for forever. Cerroblast in every way, shape, and form embodies the online Ken. Uh, and and so watching him play, I haven't focused on his play, and he's been around for quite some time. We've seen him in, in tournaments and whatnot, as his name at least pop up. But watching him was, as a spectator, the most entertaining thing I've ever seen with Street Fighter V because the dude was just ripping DPs from half screen away and, and somehow catching a limb sticking out um, and then going into crazy Ken shenanigans, and he was making it work. So as mad as part of me wanted to be about that kind of style of play, it was incredibly entertaining. I hope to God I never, ever have to face that guy in actual in tournament or anything like that, but to, to watch him, he, was, he gave Justin Wong uh, a, a really big run for his money, took him down to like last game, and uh, where, whereas, like, I think Chris T had to face off against Justin Wong and just had a, a real hell of a time because I think he was trying to play more solid. But Cerroblast really brought the entertainment factor um, with this crazy, chaotic Ken that as much as you want to say, well, that's random, he was making it work. And he made it work all the way into top eight and, and beyond. Um, and I think he was the other person that beat Knuckle Dude, too. So something to say there to that. But but he was very entertaining, very, <laughs> very frustrating uh, at the same time. But it was it was something. Uh, quick question for you guys: What happens if uh, Problem X wins CEO? What does that mean? Uh, he gets a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, using Abigail. Oh, if he oh, wins, if he using fancy. Abigail, then yeah, I gotta get some of them Chun costumes. Is it if he wins or if he makes top eight? He has to make top eight. Top eight. 
it's oh, it's interesting. It, I, I think there's gonna have to be some sort of jurisdiction on when Abigail gets brought out. If he makes <laughs> oh, top eight go. with all bison and then like loses with Abigail in top eight, I don't know if that counts. If he I wins one, I, I, okay. I would count it. I would count. If he yeah. wins, he just, a match. If he hovers over Abigail on getting the into like, top, top eight, eight. That's relevant. Then yes. Or if he makes the top eight with whomever and wins one match in top eight, that should count. I don't know, because he didn't use Abigail to get the top Doesn't eight. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, well, we'll see. It's fair. not going to happen anyway. I don't really care. As I said, <laughs> the only thing I'm scared of is him making it with Bison and then bringing out Abigail. Right. We need some. Uh, we need Chad to help us out with here. What are, what are the uh, stipulations here for uh, what happened? him not welching over like here? Chat wants to say Lord Donka more than they want to get some free Chun Li costumes. Nobody wants so to. I feel like the chat's almost on Donka's side. Nobody no. wants to say that. And I'm not going to call him Lord Donka. I refuse. <laughs> Maybe Sir right. Donka. Uh, let's take a look at the CPT standings after uh, those two events. Got him right uh, here. You yeah, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Steve, 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 Steve. What? How come Mena RD is in blue? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, calm your shit, bro. I am going to scream. <laughs> uh, you have. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, can we can we pull that bracket back up, please? <laughs> yes. Thank yeah, you. Just, my yeah. eyes directly go to that men already. It just it just commands my focus immediately. <laughs> Why is that? Because he it all eyes are on him. He's the defending champion. Yeah, hey, I'm blocking here. Shout out to Kwanzai. Um, wait, wait for it. Wait for that it. Hurts. Wait for it. Thank you, Kwanzai, for something. Awesome. Thank you so much. What a nice person. All right. Um, so, yeah, the big news is Chris T continues to do well. Uh, he's in the top 20. Uh, you have uh, Problem X now just a few points outside of the top 10, starting to feel real comfortable about himself. Uh, we're going to have some big moves coming up. We've got CEO this weekend. It is a master event, so someone is going to pick up a ton of points. And I think it's going to be Flash. You do? No. But <laughs> this guy's just surprised. like Gafato. I was here. just looking through the CEO brackets, and he's, as you can see right in front of you right now, he's number 26. And it's like, does anyone ex did anyone expect Flash to be number 26? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say not really, but here he is. Well, so, I mean, 150 I mean, of those points are from winning CPT online. He's discounting them. If you can't tell by the tone of his voice, he's saying they don't mean what an actual. They're not weighted the same, even though technically pride they are. Pride points are worth a lot more getting getting seventh in a uh, ranking event than winning an online event. I understand. I get it. So where are we at the point where a single okay single points are still making a difference in like one or two spots? So that's interesting, but we'll see. Well, how actually, that... if if it came down to you know the the players tied for the very end right there, HK Dash and Storm Kubo, a single point is is everything right there, right? So so yeah, technically, yeah, <laughs> we're for seeing now. a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of overlap. We got tied for 11th, tied for 20th, tied for 23rd, 27th, and 29th. I mean, that's that's something. I, I think that will start to fade away once we get f further into the season, get a few more premier events under our belt, and you'll start to see the cutoff move beyond what you can earn at a single event. Because so, yeah. we've still got a bunch of... We, you've still got Flash, you've got Chuan, you've got Swag Skeletor. 
which is one of the best names on the CPT. Basically, one good event, and that's it. One really good weekend, and nothing else. So uh, we're, we're you, getting close to the point where that's not going to be enough to be in the top 30 anymore. So. so once you don't see Flash's name on the standings anymore, then you know we're in serious business time. I, oh, I'm not wow. going to say that. You That's know, what you just said in not so many words, Steve. I'm just telling the people what you're what actually saying. saying with your hateful, hateful That's a translation speech. right there, direct translation. He speaks Steve. I am not saying that. Not, not at all. Flash, I'm not Dark talking Hollow about agrees. You like. totally said that. All right, so um, what are we going to do next? <laughs> oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know about you people anymore. Uh, people. They're... they're uh, <laughs> There was one more event. Uh, Red Bull Conquest had its Los Angeles qualifier. Uh, congratulations to Donka Dillis, Kizzy K, and Yan Flip for winning Street Fighter, Guilty Gear, and Tekken, respectively. Those three players will represent LA at the uh, Red Bull Conquest finals. So, next it- event. Is it Dankadillas or Dankadillas? Because I like Dankadillas. It's like Dankadillas. I like Dankadillas because it sounds more like my name, and we could start a team. It sounds like a white person trying to say a, a really Spanish name when you say like, like Dankadillas. You guys want some quesadillas? I don't know. <laughs> I will Stop. 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 Yeah, I want some. Um, <laughs> okay, so. Steve? That's it. That's I, I, I can't follow that up. We're, I'm done. All so, right. So that was your recap. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. That was the recap. But moving on. It's a hot topic. Oh, God. Zero has called out Sonic Fox on the Twitter bots. I saw it. I read it. This was like, I think I have it. One of the dumbest beefs ever. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. All right. Next topic. Oh, no. Wait for like, it. Elon, don't go to it yet. Just wait. It is not even top ten in dumb FGC beef history. You're probably right. You're probably right. But it was one of the like. I think no one outside of these two, or specific, not even these two, no one outside of Zero specifically, was taking this half as seriously as he did. Um, I mean, would it, you guys it, what, what, uh, like me to read to you this damn Do you tweet? have the other tweet, though? There was a bunch like going the, back and forth. Like, I saw one where Zero was calling Sonic Fox out. I tried to congratulate you. Well, after basically, Zero said he, he doesn't like, like Sonic Fox because he tried to congratulate him at Evo and like three years ago. And Sonic Fox supposedly blew him off. And then Sonic Fox responds saying something to the effect of, Actually, you know, I'm like, I was an awkward 16-year-old, and I didn't know, like, how to interact like a human. And some people could make the argument that he still kind of has trouble with that. However, this is the result. Zero at Smash Ultimate says, I accept your challenge. You said to give you three months. I'm down to play you at three months. I really want to see your talents in Smash Bros. But if you lose to me, you'll have to keep playing Smash. That's your punishment. If you win, you may quit with the W. I mean, he really knew where to hit him. Like, having to keep (laughs) playing Smash sounds terrible. But <laughs> oh my God. spoken like a true old Smash player, there are going to be no people who want to come on the show after this. Wait for it. I'm about to enhance some of the best parts. Yet again, too. I don't think anyone other than Zero is taking this that seriously. Like, I think Sonic Fox is interested in playing Smash. I think if you think Sonic Fox is going to beat Zero in Smash after three months, you should bet with me on it. 
and I'll give you yeah. any odds you want. So well, it's like what what I don't think this is going to carry all the way cuz we have to wait until what is it December before Smash comes out and then 3 months. This is like, we're getting into almost a year away at that point. It's like no one's going to care that far out with with a, a beef that basically started because Zero kind of attacked Sonic Fox's character, right? His own personal character. What are you doing? <laughs> His own right. personal character saying, you know, I, I said hi to you and you didn't say hi back. And so now you're not welcome in my community, which is a tweet that Zero did take down. And I think the fires kind of simmered a little bit after that. But it's not based on much it's like sonic fox is a great player that's done really well in multiple games and taken down really big names and kind of surprised people and now it wouldn't be as surprising if he beats a really established player but i mean it's zero in smash the dude was as good as f champ for example was in marvel uh, uh zero just you know untouchable for so long in smash and and, and it's like who cares what happens here? I don't think it's built on enough. I think it was it was hot the day it came out. People were like, oh yeah, these two really good players are gonna go at it. But I mean, it's not. It's it's kind of whatever. It's already passed by now. And surely by the time this thing actually goes down, I don't imagine there will be much there. Two two things I want to say on this. First, do you follow boxing or MMA at all? Any of you guys? Not I, I, I not hear even. about it on on occasion, but so. Not really. Okay. I want to compare this to the match between Conor McGregor, one of the best MMA uh, competitors in the world, and Floyd Mayweather, one of the best boxers in the world right now. Uh You know, when they signed up to, to face in a boxing match, every intelligent thought in your brain had to go, well, it's obviously Floyd. He's one of the best boxers ever. He's playing someone. He's facing someone who hasn't boxed. So it's gonna it's it's gonna be a one sided fight. But then there's that little part of you that think that tries to talk yourself into ma- into what if the idea of it actually having like well maybe if he catches a, a good hit I'm you hoping know, to profit on that might, little part. He might get like a a. I don't know. Yeah, yeah and Sonic it, Fox it might very get much a, like a smash off or something, but he's not going to get like four stocks or whatever it is, you know, especially not a two out of three. But what if he does? Dude, if Sonic I Fox... I do think, I do think to be fair, I do think some of the, the brash reaction, it wasn't just zero. A lot of Smash players were like, I can't wait to see this kid get washed, et cetera, et cetera. I do think a little bit of it does come from a small fear. Like, I mean, Sonic has done this like ten times to to a pretty successful degree. So, I mean, I, I like it, it's true what Steve's saying. Like, he, ha- he does have a history of this. I do think this is a lot more different than what he's done in the past, but people have said that every time. I mean, we've yeah. seen him with Marvel, with anime, with Street Fighter, been doubted and, and at least done something. So, yeah, that's the second part I want to say. Um, you know, he's not just, this isn't about Zero versus Sonic Fox. This is Zero versus the idea that Sonic Fox can focus his attention on any game he wants and instantly become godlike. So Zero isn't just in this for himself. He is defending all the guys and girls who have put in the grind in Smash um, because he doesn't want anyone else thinking, okay, you can run in and five, you know, in put 90 days of work and surpass everybody. So, you know, part of me is at least a little bit of pressure on him. Yeah, when this does happen. 
when you when you say that, part of me actually legit does get scared that like, what if it happens? And what if Sonic Fox actually wins and he is just the greatest player of all time and everything ever? And then he goes and beats Mayweather in a boxing match too and everything. Like I, I do want I do want to see Sonic Fox not win some stuff because that gives me hope that I'm not is a total piece of shit human being. So so yeah, I guess and and the fact that I had that reaction tells me that yeah, I guess there is that right. even Fox. even inside of me, the person's like, I don't even really want to see this that goes, Yeah, maybe that one punch might come through. So Well I'll give Sonic as long as he wants, he won't beat me in Clay Fighter. And that's my piece on the topic. Sonic Fox versus McGregor. Does he or doesn't he wear the costume? Of course. At least, <laughs> of course. The, at least in the entrance ramp. No, you got you got to... That dampens the blows. You know? <laughs> it, no, I think still one there, would fuck him up padding, pretty good. Fur, that absorbs some of the shock. You, you got to do it. All Plus, right. it's, it's harder to get a grip on him. You know, the fur... <laughs> you, you don't know what's on that fur. Dude. <laughs> I'm not proud of that one. I apologize. Yeah, I bet. All right, so we're moving on. Obviously, Sonic Fox is going to win this hands down. No problem. Guys, we have a new world tour. It's for Dragon Ball. And they have Sick. some funny rules, and they have some less than impressive prize pools. Mike? Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters announced a world tour. It's a lot less comprehensive than the pro tour. It's the first time, you know, but you know that's fine. No, I mean I, that's I, I don't think that's what expe- people expected. Um, people didn't really expect anything at all, so I think this is awesome. Basically, there's going to be seven of these qualifying events, each representing a Dragon Ball, and the winner of e- each given a pop bonus, and the winner of each qualifying for the uh, the ending saga. Like, do you think this is going to be like the Dragon Ball Cup of sorts? The Circuit of the Eggs, like they did earlier, the it's Stones? A, a little bit like the Circuit of the Eggs. And, and like the Circuit of the Eggs, if someone who already has an egg wins, it will go to the next person. Unless... No. no or does, it's not that. I thought it was that. Unless, Steve, unless, how dare you correct him with factual Okay, so what happens when if someone who won wins again? Um, it... it we actually have a graphic that uh, describes this, so we can pull it up. Okay. Look at you. you know Look what? at you. I want to read so, to us, Steve. So there are seven qualifiers, seven sagas. Uh, there's basically two situations. One, if it, there's only one winner or seven, seven different winners, and one if there's somewhere between two and six. If there's seven different winners, each one is each event is won by a different person, then there's a last chance qualifier the day before the event for one spot, and then it's a traditional eight person tournament. If some if there's some repeat winners, uh, then you have multiple open spots, and that last chance qualifier becomes a series of single elimination tournaments instead of just that's one the one I don't like double. What if it's Wednesday and it's raining and they're standing on one foot and they play Kid Boo and Cell? See, see, we haven't even gotten to the best one yet. (laughs) If one person wins all seven qualifiers, they have all the Dragon Balls, Shenron grants them a spot in the grand final, and then that last chance qualifier, the winner of that, is the other person in the grand final, and they play a first attempt. Okay, but I like that one. That one... Which is, like, not probable. That one... Okay, that one's interesting to me. Like, usually I don't like bracket gimmicks, but (laughs) if someone literally wins seven super major tournaments in a row, 
they deserve it, and I think it's way more hype instead of watching some tournament where they just smash everyone in their path to have to see everyone else duke it out for the chance to fight the god player. And I think yeah. that would be pretty hype. And you're automatically second place, too. And you're automatically so you're second place money. at that point. So I think that's interesting. It's not going to happen. It seems almost entirely... There was like Now, if you had said this like three months ago or whatever, Goichi people would be like, wow, Koichi's going to be in a first to ten. But we've obviously seen that that's not the case anymore. And it seems very unlike... I'm not even sure anyone will go to all seven. Because they're across the world. I mean, this is not like CPT-style all in America. These are, <laughs> these are pretty, well, pretty well spread out. So if even anyone goes to all seven, I doubt anyone will win all seven. And you know what? We have a graphic that shows what those seven are. I'm sick. Check it. See, I come prepared, ladies and gentlemen. Damn. Uh, You do. It starts at CEO this weekend, uh, but you've got stops in the UK, France, uh, Mexico. uh, If you're going to Thunderstruck, that the... This, none of this is right. <laughs> All right, here's your damn graphic, Mr. Know-It-All. Yeah, I'm blocking hey. here. Uh-oh, we got something blocking? <laughs> Shout-outs to uh, NDO103. Let me give some clap graphics here. Which one would you like? How about the old doggo? Oh, wait, no, let's go with the Olsen twins. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Mm. Yay. Thank you. Oh, Thank God. You. Thank you. All right, back to your I-know-everything graphics. Well, I got to pretend like I, I contribute something to the show. So <laughs> this is what I do. Uh, we've still got two events to be determined. Uh, $5,000 pot bonus at each of these sagas. $25,000 uh, prize pool for the championship event, which will be in January. Um, that prize pool is piss poor and I'm mad about it. Yeah, I'm blocking here. Well, it's like, it's not even funny. Elon's I'm blocking here? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit creepy. I'm not going to lie, Elon. Well, it sounds fucked up. What do you want? I I appreciate you, Elon. All right, but time out. Before we get to your hot takes on this, let's get some doggo claps. Thank you, Oland. Thank you, Oland. All right, um... So you're super mad. You said you're not going to participate in any of these events because yeah, that, I definitely a- said that. <laughs> Just kidding. No. How do you feel about it, bud? Um, I think it was like if they had announced like some like three hundred thousand dollar tour, which would have been ridiculous. And they, I, I, no one was really assuming they would. If they had, maybe it would have been like what switched people over to Dragon Ball. I think this is a really good thing for the Dragon Ball Fighter Z scene, but I think it's going to keep the status quo about where it is, and it's like. With, with Street Fighter still being overwhelmingly the the pro tour game mm-hmm. with the most money in it and stuff like that, I think it will remain about as things are. But I think it's exciting news for sure. Um, you know, I, 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 it's weird because I totally agree that it would be nice if there were larger prize pools in this. But I think the game's already established it's at a point where if you're not going to play for a $25,000 main event you're probably not going to pay play for a $100,000 main event so I think at this point it's a it's a bit of diminishing returns yeah if this had launched with the game itself if if this was available at or if this started at final round then we 
then we, this would be a different conversation. But I think at this point, the fact that there's a prize pool of some significance is, you know, it, it doesn't really matter in terms of bringing new eyeballs, bringing new people in, how big that prize it's, pool It's is. an interesting question because, like, you know, you get why Arxis didn't do this right when the game came out. Because it's obviously the first Dragon Ball fighters. They have no idea. If they throw $500,000 and no one plays the game, that would have been miserable for them. But will they ever have a game in the future where they know it's going to be successful? Like, will there be a Dragon Ball Fighters 2 that's like a new upgrade to Dragon Ball Fighters that isn't just like an added? I, I, I don't know. It's just like, can anything be so sure it'll be successful like Street Fighter is? And that's kind of been hard for the community for a long time. I wonder if... Um I wonder if, in reality, the people that participate in Dragon Ball Fighter tournaments are in there for the purity of fighting games, and they don't really care about the price pool. Well, I mean, um. I think most people would at least like to claim that, but I mean, there's the prize pool draws eyes, which draws players, for which sure. draws things. It's not 100 yeah. million uh, Fortnite. Forgot no, to do a Fortnite for a while. Uh, we're back now to fighting games. <clears throat> yeah. We've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> um, Fortnite's free right now. But it, is, it, but it is cool to see them have an official tour of sorts. Uh, hopefully it'll mature into something more than uh, like a little novelty tour that has like these gimmicks on it and all that, even though some of it's kind of cool. Um, there's nothing to stop them from doing that in the future. I don't know. Um, but CPT seems to be doing gangbusters. Uh, if you follow John D's tweets, every once in a while he puts out these stats on there and it looks pretty good. Uh, regardless, sorry, let me stop this. I... I looked in the uh, recently in um, the Capcom investors page and what they've been wanting to do, and they've said that they are focusing specifically for the foreseeable future right now on, as far as their esports scene on Street Fighter, uh, and, and they have you know like there's like Monster Hunter which has some online multiplayer kind of mode or or something or other, and and they're like we might look into that you know comparing it to the other esports games that are a lot bigger into teams and multiplayers and such as opposed to you know, fighting games, which are, are more just like one player versus one other player. Um, but but they really are kind of like doubling down on Street Fighter specifically on the Pro Tour. Obviously, there is probably Marvel in that equation at one point, but it's not anymore. And um, but but hey, man, they're just waiting me. to announce the secret Marvel tour. <laughs> right. But that all tells me that, I mean, it's it's got to be going at least decently well for them, for them to be saying, you know, yes to their investors. Like, we're doing this. We're going. Esports is a big deal. We're focusing on Street Fighter right now, and we're going to continue to put most, if not all, of our eggs in that Street Fighter basket, um, you know, for the future. It tells me that the CPT and and what's happening with Street Fighter in the esports realm is is paying is paying the bills at least. All right, guys, we are switching topics. Shoutouts to the Bamco guys and whoever else is working on the world tour. Okay, um, I I just need to clarify one thing. Uh, you were right, Daka. Uh, the next highest qualifier does wow. get the uh, get a spot. I'm not but, hearing an apology, Steve. But I don't need it. It's fine. Win multiple <laughs> events. Uh, the more Dragon Balls you have, the higher seed you get in the finals. So, so are what what so what are the single elimination qualifiers then? Uh, that one, I think it's if. I'm not 100% sure because it, it made it sound like like it was not going to be uh, passing down, but it may, that may be a case where someone may not 
be able to make it. I'm not 100% sure. I will follow up with Bamco on that. I believe, uh, just to quote you, um, I come prepared was what you threw in our faces. <laughs> that, that, I, I, I said I come prepared. I didn't say I come fully prepared. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Let's move on, guys. Our next topic, Street Fighter Five has a brand new character, Cody. He's oh. the new mayor of Metro City. He also has a pipe, a knife. He's quite dapper. And as we all agree, he has one of the worst costumes in Street Fighter history, the Hagger overalls. No, it's the best costume. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what happened. I also have desks. He was supposed uh, to come out today here. or tomorrow. He came out yesterday. But yeah. he did come out yesterday. I know he came out a little early. Desk already has a combo video? Desk wow. has a combo video. Okay, well, and, let's and, watch that. And even if you enjoy it here, definitely go and give it a view on Desk's channel because we want to give him love. That guy puts on some kick-ass combo videos. I just have it here so we can talk about him and have something to play in the background. So um, John and I talked a little bit, and we've both been hearing, at least, and seeing some of the same stuff, which is that he seems, and I know it's early, it's a day in, he seems a little better then maybe the reception we've gotten on some old characters that have come out as DLC. He seems to have a lot more of the tools that people are looking for mm -hmm. in a good Street Fighter character. Now, he is, he is lacking a reversal, and he is lacking a three-frame, which is like an easy meme to call a character bad. But, but, but he's got the V skill, right? The, yeah, it's frame a, three. It's involved. not invincible frame one, yeah. but it is, a, it is an invincible reversal after that. So, that, I mean, that's something. He's got really good plus frames on almost everything. He's got decent footsie tools. He does really, really good damage. And as John said, he's got that, that B skill that's really good versus fireballs and an interesting DP tool in itself. So it's like he, he, he looks like he's got some potential out the bat, which is not what we were used to. Mm -hmm. What's better than you know, I, the pipe? I have no what's idea. What's up? What's better than knife or the pipe? I think most people are saying that the uh, – are they both two bars? I don't remember. I, I'm not sure. I know I I'm seeing a lot of action with, with the pipe right now. Uh, but um, I, I don't think people have explored the knife quite as much. It seems like people have gravitated to uh, to V-Trigger 2, is it? And and not as much toward 1. So it, and, and all of this comes with the asterisk that, uh, asterisk that it's it's super early. And I, yeah. I am very much not one for hot takes. Like people people traditionally with... with um, new characters they'll see them highlighted and so you'll see a couple of their moves in the trailer or maybe like we used to see combo fiend use them and they'll go best character in the game easily look at all the skills that they or look at all the tools that they have and then it'll drop on day one and everybody of course doesn't know how to use them yet and they'll start using them and they'll take them on ranked and they'll lose and they'll go oh worst character in the game terrible and then a few months later someone has spent the time and figured them out and or like an infiltration will have, have gone to the lab with them and brought them out and shown everyone the, the real potential and then it'll be like all right so here's where they're actually at they're actually really good or they're actually decent or maybe they're actually trash if you're if you're alex or whatever but all that aside with Cody, with what I've seen so far, and I'm and I'm one to say let's wait and see where things go. I think that Cody has the potential to be one of the best characters in the game with the tools that Donka's already kind of mentioned already. And what I kind of get from that is that with this whole DLC model that Capcom adapted or adopted rather for Street Fighter V, this more like you know kind of League of Legends style, bring in a new character every every you know so often and and such 
the idea with that is is like you kind of want to make those new characters really good at least at first so that people are inclined to play them because if you have like a case with like Falk she comes out it's kind of lukewarm and everyone goes ah eh, she's not that great and then she kind of just falls by the wayside and then she has to either wait for someone to really care and pick her up and show the world that she's worth a damn or just just stay at the wayside um and that's not good for the model that Capcom has here and so I think that they might have seen that, especially with these early releases for Season 3, with Sakura being kind of subpar as far as her um, in-game ability, her, her tier, you know, and Blanca being sort of in that same boat, and then Falk being in that same boat. They really need spikes of, of attention, and they really need people enjoying playing these characters, and one of the easiest ways to do that is to make them good. And so, uh, and especially with Cody being a legacy character that people love, that people want to love, um, if they drop the ball here they're in and they're in a lot of trouble same thing goes with sagat and g is obviously he's brand new so we don't know um he if you're gonna drop the ball maybe do it there but uh <laughs> cody needed to be good and i think that capcom had that in mind when they when they designed him and and they gave him all the tools that he's got so um that's all just speculation this is day two of having cody in the first place so we'll see but given what we've seen so far i really think that that could be the approach capcom's making and if that's the case then you might find out that cody's damn good maybe broken we'll see i like how have dropping the ball is like a required option it feels like it. well with well with with capcom and <laughs> you with gotta do it sometime it's gonna happen so like let's just make it like you know the least impacting impactful you know situation we can so it's a weird situation where I feel like depending on the character coming out, like they should or should not make them good. Like Abigail was fine in season two and when they buffed him in season three, everyone was pissed, like regardless of whether he was actually the best character or not. But like if Sagat sucks, everyone's going to hate Capcom forever. Mm-hmm. So like it's an interesting thing where you think like in a competition vacuum, no one would care which character was good or not, but like they do. And like, the love, the love the community has for the character and the, 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 the archetype of the character. Like, grapplers are bad. Sagat is good. That kind of thing really matters. And so they kind of have to get it right. It's and different. Cody being yeah. good seems like what the community would want. So hopefully yeah. he turns out to be that way. He seems at least not bad. That's the only thing I'll give. He doesn't seem bad. I saw Momochi streaming uh, with Cody, and that was exciting. A little uh, bit of nostalgia there watching him. Please. The only other thing I'd like to say about this update is that there was actually one fairly major nerf in the update. And it's coming at a pretty crazy time with CEO. And it's the Akuma standing medium kick, which is a knee that kind of looked like Laura's. It was one of the best, like, easily top five normal in the game. Went from minus two to minus four, mm-hmm. which means it's now punishable at close range. And it, after it's blocked, you can do a lot more you know, slower moves, like a fierce punch to try to interrupt him doing something else, and he can't block string into the EX fireball anymore. Mm. So a lot Mm -hmm. of these really cheap things he could do before have been toned down. And while it's not going to make Akuma suck or anything, it certainly adds to the counterplay versus the character, and it's kind of interesting that they they made that happen in what was otherwise a bug fix slash character release patch. Now, what what, what do you think the odds are of someone getting hit by that, you know, going for that block string on stream this weekend. I think it'll happen, yeah. getting interrupted. No, I, I think so. I, it, it's really kind of like an easy thing to implement for people defensively. So I think it will come into play. And I think it will hurt the Akuma players. 
All right, guys. Anything else on Cody thoughts, John? No, I'm I'm excited to. I hope what's good for the game happens, and yeah. so it's like as a competitor, I'm kind of afraid of Cody. I think that he'll be probably really good, but I want you know people to continue to be interested in this game and enjoy playing it. And everyone and their mother has been excited for him, and I think that this might be a uh, a check mark as opposed to a mustard stain on Capcom's you know <laughs> resume here or or Street Fighter Five history of execution. So I'm happy for him, all in all. I tried playing Cody last night, and then I ended up playing Street Fighter 4 because my fight stick was plugged I in. I just don't get that. Why not? You really love T-Hawk that much. It's, <laughs> yeah, w- it's wild to me. Yeah, like, yeah, like I wish I loved so anything fun. that much. <laughs> okay, it's just so... Um, looks at you the way no, because it's not Street Fighter 4, I promise. If <laughs> T-Hawk was in Street Fighter 5, even if it just said T-Hawk in the top left, he'd be playing it every day. <laughs> it, it, it's true love. What can I say, guys? Um, okay, so now let's move on, staying on the topic of Street Fighter V. Loot boxes, as Steve convinced me they were until I read it, and then I was like, wait, you don't actually have to pay real money for this, therefore it's not a loot box, are now in Street Fighter V. Steve, care to explain yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, this is part of a new thing that Capcom rolled out as part of this update uh, to help in their words, improve survival mode. And this is, uh, excuse me, fighting chance. Uh, part of that includes a... Sorry, I had to fly. <laughs> uh, got it? Got it. No, I didn't. Uh, part of this includes uh, an opportunity to have your fortune read by Manat. Um, and if she reads your fortune... Uh, which you can purchase for fight money, you have a chance of picking up something that helps you in uh, survival mode, or you could get uh, some artwork, or you could get an exclusive costume uh, that's only available through this, uh, like one of Cammy's right now is. Uh, so yeah, this, this is essentially a loot box that at this point you can't pay real money for, but uh, there is some value, real money value tied to uh, the fight money because you can spend that instead of actual cash to get characters and stages and whatnot. So I think it still qualifies as a loot box. I agree. I agree because if you bought all three season passes, you have a jillion fight money with which to buy loot boxes, whereas if you were playing the game regularly and not spending money and you did want the characters, you would not have. Is this like where there's like, is it like Pachinko or something? Like you don't win money, but you win these little beads and you turn in the beads and they give you like It's a little bit like that. I don't buy it. It, it, It's not quite like that. Can you buy fight money for real money in the game? No. No. Not directly, but you kind of can. Yeah, they tried to... They were planning to implement that at launch, but then they scrapped it yeah, um, with Zenny. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, is there anything even remotely interested left to talk about on this topic? I, I, Not I, with that attitude. <laughs> I think what this is, you know, regardless of what you feel about loot boxes, and this is coming from a guy who plays FIFA, so you, yeah, you <laughs> deal with it there. Um you're looking at sort of the evolution of how fighting games are 
trying to make money, trying to turn a profit. I mean, we've seen the implementation of the season pass. You know, that was something that six, seven years ago was impossible to think of. Now, pretty much every fighting game is doing it. Now, what I'm wondering is if we're going to start seeing things like this in new fighting games coming out, you know, maybe not Street Fighter AE, maybe not Street Fighter 5, but Street Fighter 6, if and when it happens, will will it have something like this? Um, so will Soul Calibur have something like this? You know, that that's what that's what I worry about. And I also worry that either Capcom decides down the road, well, let's let's allow some real money transactions with this, or another company does with their game. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that actually brings us to the question of the day, which was, how do you feel about these loot boxes? I think I have it here somewhere. Here we go. Question of the day. What are your thoughts on the addition of Manat's Fighting Chance to hashtag Street Fighter V Arcade Edition? Rytek84 says, cool thing to have, and it doesn't bother me personally since it doesn't require spending any real money. It'll be interesting to see what else comes out of it in the game's future. Michael Schmidt Iowan Punch says it gives a little reward for playing single player or another place to spend fight money. The game is neither better or worse. It's just something extra. Dark Hollow says, I don't think it was needed. The last thing people want is to waste their time and survival for hours on end instead of just buying the colors. It's good that it uses fight money instead of the real money because if it did, it would trigger a lot of people's gambling one more time mentality. Snake Balloon says, as long as you can't use real money, it seems fine. Same as Dragon Ball Fighters Capsules. And a Lone Star Gamer says, <laughs> I wish I could spend all money on it. Not all Lone Star I, I agree that I think it is. Like, I mean, the fact that you actually can't directly spend real money on it doesn't make a big difference because if you run out, you can't just keep going. Like, you are inherently limited by the system. It is impossible for you to take your mom's credit card and somehow obtain more loot boxes. Because it's all children playing Street Fighter V. Is that your implication is there? I mean, I'm just saying that anyone can take their mom's credit card. But... <laughs> I can't get my mom's credit card. I don't she have a huge problem with it, but I get why it's kind of a, a, a mentality people are worried about. But it's this, also the future, so, I mean, get used to it. But this, this very much feels to me like a foot in the door and then trying to uh, wedge some more in uh, later on down the, right, down the line. I see that. All right, guys, uh, we're moving on to uh, the last chunk of our show here. We're going to talk about CEO. We'll talk about the numbers, and then we're going to do a preview. Um, John, are you ready yet? Do you want me to put you last? Yeah. Okay, uh, well, Yeah, uh, that's fine. It'll be the worst <laughs> part at last. <laughs> yeah. the best for last. Steve, do we have some graphics with respect to CEO? Of course we do. Uh, right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- th- there were rumblings, I guess, three weeks ago now. Uh, because it appeared that CEO 2018 would have much smaller attendance than CEO 2017. Um, I said personally, probably not right to compare them right now because so many will enter, uh, register right at the end. And guess what? That tends to be the case. Almost every game, uh, from that returned to the lineup is up some significantly. Uh, Tekken is up almost a hundred. Uh, Melee is up nearly 150. Uh, the only two that went down is King of Fighters, which is 
sort of consistent with what we've seen, and Injustice, which... Dang, that's of, a big hit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you take a look at uh, the other page, it also shows uh, games that don't have a direct comparison. Uh, the big one, obviously, Dragon Ball Fighters, 650 attendees, which is ridiculous, but you've got over 100 for Eunice. Um, Super Turbo is close to 100. Uh, Marvel Infinite is close to 100. So, what do you laugh? Somehow, CEO still finding ways to to bring them out. These are impressive numbers for sure. Um, I'm I want to look at the other ones again real quick, just because damn, that's a lot of that's a lot of people, a lot of bodies in a room. Yeah, Smash the biggest event. So, I mean, where to begin dissecting these numbers? We could start there. Smash is the biggest event. Smash for Wii U. Um, it's probably all thanks to Zero keeping the game uh, in the people's minds and oh, hearts. Zero doesn't play the game anymore. What's he playing <laughs> these days? He's a streamer full-time. And he retired. Still plays the game. Is he competing at this tournament? No, he doesn't compete no. anymore. He, he like, retired hard- hardcore. Okay, well, hope he's doing well. It is, it is an FGC warm. retirement, though, so I expect him to be back soon. Um, but then Street Fighter Five, uh, close. Actually, not even a close second. It's about over a hundred people less than Smash. The second biggest game is Dragon Ball. I thought this was a fighting game tournament. <laughs> Dragon Ball is six fifty. Smash is six sixty three. Um, Dragon Ball beating uh, Street Fighter Five by about a hundred. How do you feel about that, Mike? Um, I mean, it, it's still. Uh, I think after Evo is gonna when when you're gonna start like seeing whether the staying power Dragon Ball has it. I mean, I'm playing Dragon Ball as my main game at this point. I hope it has it, but I, I do still think the numbers are a bit inflated by people signing up for this tournament a while ago and thinking, you know, oh, I'm gonna play Dragon Ball. Evo has the most Dragon Ball entrance, I think, partially for the same reason. But it is a huge deal that an Arxis game is, you know, six months into its release, still beating a Street Fighter game in terms of entrance. And beating is the wrong way to put it, but still has this many entrants in general. And it's mm-hmm. impressive and it's good. And it's, uh, it's awesome that it's part of that Pro Tour. And I, I think it's going to be the most exciting tournament yet as far as Dragon Ball goes. Do you think there'll be a surge at the door now that they announced that? Uh, I guess you already would have seen it if there was going to be a surge right after the announcement of the... Um is there pure sure. emergency registration at CEO? There is. Um, You'll see a couple. $100 at the door. Dang. It's worth it. You might see a few. Um, okay. Anything else here? You laughed when they said almost 100 for Marvel's Capcom Infinite. That's the <laughs> game that requires the highest IQ, I hear, and you have to be really good to play that game. Yeah, I heard why. that on Twitter a few times. <laughs> um, me, ST is me, there. What you got, bro? Let me ask you guys this. Um, Street Fighters third biggest tournament uh, in terms of entrance still gets the main event spot. Do yeah. any of you guys have a problem with that? Nah. No. Because then I don't okay. have to stay it's, to the end of the stream. It, I feel like Street Fighter, I was just thinking about that, you know, and, and I, I bet a lot of people were, and I feel like Street Fighter is I don't, I, more geared towards esports right now. I'm not to say that there are more people that are necessarily going to watch it, but but I mean, Street Fighter has the the leagues, and it has the you know uh, E League, for instance, and and these other um, you know avenues. And, and yes, you've you've had like Summon of Power and a few other majors that were not just on like the main tours, if you will, for for games like you know Smash or, or DBZ and things like that. But but I feel like Street Fighter is still 
like it's the game that the FGC is trying to put in front of the cameras as both a, a competitive and an entertainment um, presentation. And so with that, and, and plus it's just like uh, some of it is just like, oh, it's tradition, you know, like Street Fighter is always kind of last because it's, it's the big game um, and things like that. But I mean, there, there's certainly an argument to be made. It's like, well, if you have more numbers, then you should be last. Uh, and, and that was the case at Combo Breaker. But I don't think that there are a, a ton of people that are going to be super upset about this. I think if people do get upset about this and start making a ruckus about it, there will be, you know, more attendance to it. Uh, I should say people will start paying more attention and, and maybe it'll change. But I don't think it's a problem that people are, are upset about enough to, to really bring up that much. In the chat, Olin7 says, if since it's a premiere event, they might have a contract that says they have to have top billing on it. Although Combo technically Breaker. Combo Breaker no. didn't. but No, I, I mean, I... I think that it, the only thing with that is that it, that it has to be streamed, you know, on Capcom fighters, things like that. But I don't know as far as like the order of when it's put put up is is necessarily regulated by Capcom. So then, what are the last three games to be streamed, Steve? Do you know Street Fighter Five uh, being the last one? Last three one. are Tekken, or, or let me pull it up. I believe it's Tekken, uh, Street Fighter, and then Dragon Ball. Yep, Tekken, Street Fighter, Dragon Ball. Uh, with the, the the full Sunday lineup, uh, five games, Super Turbo first, then Smash Wii U at 11.30 a.m., then Tekken 7, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and uh, Street Fighter Five. You would think that the game with most entrance would be, obviously that's the, um, the thinking, right, that that would have the headline spot, but in fact it's right after ST. I'm surprised by that, that uh, Wii U isn't higher up there. I think they're close enough that they're just doing what they think their audience is looking for. Yeah, I think I, if Smash think... had 5,000 entrants, they would do that last, sure. But, I mean, I don't know. There's, right now, in, in terms of traditional FGC events, there's a big three. You know, you have Dragon Ball Fighter and Street Fighter V, uh, usually one and two. You have Tekken, that's typically number three in terms of entrance, and then a fairly big drop-off to everybody else. So I think you can make the argument for any of those three games, certainly either of those two being the main event. Uh, you have to add in uh, Smash Wii U at an event like this, um, especially considering that game's history with CEO, it's a big uh, deal for uh, the Florida community, and they always show up big. So I, you know, I, I I wouldn't have a problem necessarily with putting any of those four games last. You know, you you can make a case for any of them. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, before we run out of time, can I get some mother effing previews on some of these games? <laughs> Steve, All right. Yeah, you want to kick us off here with some Dragon Ball? Sure. And, I mean, I don't have anything super in-depth. I just wanted to say that this is the first tournament since Dragon Ball was broken wide open. Because we had when the era... When did that happen? The summit? That happened at the summit, right? So we had the era of Sonic Fox, and the era of Goichi being unstoppable, winning literally everything he entered, beating Sonic Fox, like, four different times, beating everyone in Japan, his only set loss being to Dogura, who he then came back and beat. Um, and then we had Sonic Fox win two in a row, and, you know, even despite that, these two were obviously way above everybody else. And now with Hook Game God having beaten both of them, and with several players bringing them close, and with Kazunoko basically dropping a combo to 
what maybe have won, won Summit and Fenrich making it in there, three owing everyone along the way. This is a tournament where you have like five or six people who you legitimately think could win. Mm -hmm. And that is way different than the one or two we've had basically every tournament going into it so far. And I think the name that you should watch out for the most, in my opinion, that isn't Goichi or Sonic Fox is Kazunoko. Kazunoko. I think Kazunoko, he, he dominated the, the Tokyo local last night, beating a lot of the best players there, like Moke and, and Moke Moti and a bunch of the other best Japanese players. He nearly beat Sonic Fox to make it into the winner's finals at the Summit. And I just think his play is at a level where if he, if he keeps it together, he could beat anyone. So that's, that's my guy to watch out for. Is that your guy to win it? It's hard to say if he's like, I mean, I, I, it's hard to bet against Sonic Fox, who I do think is technically the best player and playing the best team. But sure, I will say that I think Kazunoko has a really good shot to win it. You don't want to put any stakes on it? I'm that? not going to put any money on it, <laughs> but I will say that I, I think Kazunoko has a real shot. All right. Well, that was a nice, succinct uh, two-minute preview of Dragon Ball <laughs> Fires, but in fact, it was quite insightful. Steve, Tekken. World Tour Master of Ceremonies. <laughs> what do you got? Jeez. I'm up there. Um, I think the big names you want to watch for that are going to be there at the end are Hiromu Takahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Kenny Omega, and oh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. That's the wrestling event. That's a wrestling <laughs> oh, event. Come my on, bad. It's already been decided anyway, so I mean, there's nothing to preview. <laughs> well, that, that might be. Um, that's going to be on stream, by the way. Uh, it will be on. Uh, CEO Gaming on Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to watch some wrestling, it's good. It's going to be a good card. But anyway, um, the Tekken event is a big one. Uh, it's a big opportunity because Nii, the guy who's been uh, the dominant force at, over the last month, month and a half, he is not going to be in the field. So that opens things up for uh players like JDCR and need to tighten their grip on those top spots. It also opened things up for some top American players to make a move like, like shadow, like Anakin, uh, like speed kicks, peeling those guys who really need to solidify their spot in, uh, the top 19, the big name to watch though, is a name that people have been begging to see, uh, for a long time this year. Welcome to the 2018 tour, Mr. Naps. Jimmy J. Tran is hmm. in the field. He is scheduled to compete. And remember, the rules last year, in order to qualify for the finals, you only had to be the top five in the, in the America's region. Now you have to be in the top 19 globally. That is a much tougher task. So... Not only does he have to play catch-up, but all of the guys that are currently around that 19th spot, or most of them, I should say, um, are in the field as well. So you look at uh, Joey Fury, who is currently on that 19th spot. He's in the field. You look right above him. Book from Thailand is coming out. Fergus is going to be there. Uh, you look right below him. You've got uh, Dimeback. And Shadow right in the mix as well, as well as Speed Kicks. They're all going to be there. So not only does Jimmy have to chase a number, but that number could be even higher by the time uh, things are done this weekend. 
Also, one little story note. Uh, if you remember Kimono Michi, the, the matchup between Yu and Tanakana, there is a possibility that those two could face each other in uh, first round of quarterfinals, depending on the bracket goes. So be on the lookout for a rematch of that great set if it happens. And thank you very much for that, Steve. I look forward to watching every one of those matches and players that you described. And now, rounding out our preview with Smash Bros. for Wii U. John. <laughs> so in uh, Smash Brothers for Wii U, there are uh, currently 556 players registered, as we saw earlier on the graphic. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm actually talking about Street Fighter V. Uh, and of those, there's uh, so you got 32 pools, right? And we have seen the competition for Street Fighter um, especially this year, skyrocket. I think we saw it first with um, what was it, NorCal Regionals? How even getting out of pools meant it was it was comparable to like almost winning a major previously uh, in in years past because you're gonna have likes of just like the the top tier players clashing even early on because there are so many of them now so what you kind of have to do especially if you're seeding this kind of a tournament i think um you know we saw donka kind of do this with with combo breaker at least but you know however much he helped with that i think you did the uh the seeding right in the in the bracket arrangements for that yeah for combo um and and so what you're seeing now is I guess what you would do is you would take essentially the the top 32 or so on the pro tour as of right now, um, and kind of use that to to uh, organize you know who you're going to put in as your as your first seeds. And now not everybody from the top 32 is going to be at CEO, so there's a little bit of wiggle room there. But you know you're going to have your Daigos, your Tokidos, your Fudo people like that, your Mena RDs, and um, they're going to be there as your top seeds. But then right underneath them are going to be like the secondary pool of of still really really good players players that traditionally would have been you know uh, um a first seed in a pool easily and then without batting an eyelash and then you're going to have another group of players that are still very good it's just that they're not able to you know really crack that really top part of the um of the player tier list so uh, i say all that to say you're you're going to have a lot of uh, competition right off of the bat, um, and and so you expect just in top 64 to have those you know major names come out. But what we've been seeing a lot um, in in like just like last week, names like Knuckle Dew uh, getting like ninth place, getting 13th place, things like that. Stuff is shifting around, um, and so what I'm looking for specifically in in who's emerging out of these pools is names like like Mojo. You know, and and like uh, you could even go that really average guy. Uh, what was his name? Neon, right? Um, <laughs> to to come out of these pools and possibly upset these players that uh, that have otherwise kind of established them, themselves as on top. Uh, I mean, you got like NL and Tokido and and people like that that you could say are are somewhat safe bets for top eight. But the way the competition has been evolving, um, and the way that we've seen players go from from very high highs to very low lows, and then everything in between. Um, look at players like punk you know who have had these kind of interesting arcs and and now he's back on his rise up uh problem x who's been very strong but now i think has gone from that like second tier of of the top players up into the first tier of the top players um really anything could happen and and the pools are set up as so as that yeah maybe you're gonna get the the just the, the players that are in top 32 on the pro tour to come out 
but it won't be surprising at all to see that jumbled up very quickly, immediately out of pools. And and what I'm hoping for is is fresh names in the top eight. Like we have been kind of seeing more so at, at ranking events than premiers, but with as many competitors are that are at CEO, anything really is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking at some of the pools for some of the names you mentioned. Uh, Mojo is in the same pool as Squall and John Takeuchi. Uh, you've got pool A3 that has Fudo, El Cubano Loco, Dominion, and Brian F. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Sien, Mike and Ike, Momi, who is doing some damage in Europe, and Daikoku Go, all in the same pool. There, it, just getting out of pools is going to be a hell of an accomplishment. Um, so, and that's that's become just like the standard, at least this year. As I was getting at earlier, you know, like we saw it begin at NorCal Regionals, and it, it continues very much for the for the premier events. You've got a mixture of players that used to be just easily the number one seed, and now they're kind of like you have to break up the top players of Street Fighter Five into almost like three tiers or so of like, yeah, you're really good, you're better than everybody else, but you're still not quite on, you know, NL's level or Oil King's level or something like that. And and a lot of them are mixed in with each other immediately. So you're having like three tiers of top tier players in a pool to begin with, then plus everybody else. And Even who knows who's going to emerge? Yeah, you know, with I the mean. Oh, I'm sorry. No, just Bond. What you're saying is right, Bond. The three or four people you notice in a bracket, there's usually two or three more grandmaster level players in there that you just haven't heard of that only play online. And that's just mm-hmm. what happens with the mature game. And I mean, it's the first Street Fighter game with real online matchmaking. And with that, like at a high level. Because in Street Fighter 4, if you got to high ranks, you could still play versus anyone, basically. In this mm-hmm. game, there's real matchmaking. If you're a grandmaster, you play mostly grandmasters and masters. And for the people who don't have, you know, an amazing local scene, or even the people who didn't have an amazing local scene and couldn't convince high-level players to play with them now, that online ladder has meant that there's just so many more high-level people. Because now, you know, you're, if you queue rank, you're forced to play versus these guys who are your rank, and that lets them practice. So... If you, I mean, there's just all these people who have really gotten a lot of good experience, and that's what's led to these competitive pools. I think it's fun to watch. Obviously, it's stressful and to play in. Exactly, and what that translates to is, is a lot of times in the past at majors, you watch like day one, and it's like pools, and like you have the occasional matchup, but most of the time it's just like you know Fudo just steamrolling his way straight out of pools, and then you might see that a little bit, but you're also gonna right off the bat see some really intense matches, probably some upsets that aren't even that big of an upset because these players are really good, um, and and so the action's gonna kick off from the beginning and just go straight all the way through. It should be exciting to watch almost as exciting as top eight just even from the very beginning guys thank you so much for that awesome preview of ceo i just wanted to point out one thing uh that i want to say about alex bailey i think has everybody here at least had one interaction with that guy yep mm-hmm. um super hardworking guy super nice guy i can't say one bad thing about him and uh it's one of those guys that i feel like supporting there's plenty of those guys out there but i would say jubilee is one of them he also like frame his ankle or something, so you'll see him on his scooter riding around CEO. <laughs> He's been posting many pictures of his scooter. Um, people in the chat are saying that K Brad has left uh, Ghost. I checked on Twitter, yeah. and he did in fact leave uh, that Ghost team. I would love to know the story. I've reached out. We'll see what's up. Um, moving on, we have six minutes left. 
And Steve had a block grab written into the script, the rundown of the show. So why don't we go to a block grab? Lightning round. Block grab. Now, Steve has as the topic for this block grab which FGC members would do well in professional wrestling. And I don't have the heart to have to do this topic. I'm going to tell you why. Because I, if I'm not uh, mistaken, it was you, Steve, that asked Kenny Omega at CEO several years ago. And he said one name, Mike Ross. And that makes me so sad that I'm going to change it to how y'all feel about these new costumes. Damn. What is this? Is that... Is that Dante Ed or something? No, oh, Dante it's is... it's like uh... Devil May Cry. It's like one of them. It's one of them. So what I do mean, you think? Cool. It looks okay. I think... <laughs> That's the most lackluster black and grab I don't know, ever. man. It looks like he's got, like, horseshoes on. Like, I don't know what that <laughs> hair is. It's, it's okay. I like the ghost. The ghost I'll, is cool? I'm still going to block. If I only like the ghost and not the character himself, that's a block. Okay, I've got one block here. Remember, you guys can type in BOV block or BOV grab in the chat. We're going to have to BOV sub. block that one. BOV block. Let's throw in a BOV block on behalf of Donka. There we go. Steve, block or grab? I know you're probably still reeling the fact that we're not doing wrestling pros. I, I am. <laughs> I, can I, I, I really. I really. I, I, I'm shook it. <laughs> block or grab on this Nero Ed. The ghost is cool. That's about. <laughs> You're talking about that, the movie with Patrick Swayze. Over to a that grab. is a cool movie too. Yeah, that movie was great. It is a grab with very little commitment behind it, but it is a grab. Okay, John, would you block a grab on this? And please don't tell me that you as well are upset that we're not doing FTC members that could be in wrestling. Because it's like uh, no, Gustavo, it's cool. maybe, and maybe like low tier God. Okay, that's it. No, it's more and like presentation. Like if they were, if if they have a good personality, I, I wouldn't imagine like they have to be buff because then you really restrict it and such. But, <laughs> anyways, we're not talking about that. Um, with this, it's like, I mean, the, my sentiment is similar than, than this, to the first two. It's like it's cool, the the ghost, whatever, blah blah blah. blah but it, I don't care about Ed all that much, and it's it. It works. It's fine. Good job. The costume looks okay, but it doesn't really... I don't think anyone's like, oh, shit, I gotta get that one, you know? It's... Maybe it's the character that they used it on. It's like it's like Zangief whiffs a bear grab and then does another one and gets you. Like, that. that's the that's the amount of enthusiasm in my grab, but I, I, I'll take it, because cool, whatever, but meh. All right, moving on. That's like uh, one definitive block and two weak grabs. Now we have Ken as Dante from Devil May Cry. I think I'm going to have an unpopular opinion on this, which is I think it looks like absolute horse shit. Like, <laughs> why are his feet that huge? Like, what's wrong with his calves? Like, his whole lower body is, like, way bigger than his upper body. He looks like a bad cosplayer at a convention. The hair is wrong. I the hair's better than regular Ken hair. I guess. From the original costume. It just costume. looks wrong to me. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I guess they nailed the fact that it kind of looks like Ken dressing up as Dante. So, like, they kind of got that going on, but I, it doesn't work for me. The hair looks wrong. The feet look wrong. I'm going to block. His thumb is clipping through the fucking jacket in their preview image. Yeah. Come on, man. I was, I was <laughs> grabbing. They made that awesome. image. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Steve, how do you feel about Ken as Dante? Hey, you know what they say about guys who have big feet? <laughs> they big, wear big socks? Big socks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good one. Um, <laughs> Ken, my boy, I can't block Ken. I just can't do it. I like oh it. God. I like Ken, too. I like it, but I do, so I'm going to grab it. 
John, buckle up on Dante again. I, I I appreciate that they did Devil May Cry uh, Dante specifically, um, and, and so I think that's a really good idea. I was hyped for this costume. Uh, when they first announced that they would be doing other Capcom IPs for for basically cosplays for Street Fighter Five, so but but that damn thumb, dude. I mean, like Ken has enough enough negativity surrounding his visuals in this game. If they're if you're gonna do something with Ken, like the the what was the, the Monster Hunter armor it looked really cool. I'm down with that one, uh, but this one's delicate. Like it's Dante and it's Ken. Those are two very iconic Capcom characters, and it's kind of. Kind of half-ass on the execution, and uh, and so I expect more. So it's like a weak block. Uh, you know, we had a weak grab in the last one. I'm gonna give a weak block to this one. All right. Um, I can't wait to hear what you guys are gonna say about this next costume. This is Laura's Gloria costume. Or if you follow the Laura, I think she's also Trish, if I'm not mistaken. This is a grab. I think this. <laughs> no, I think unlike the Dante and Ed ones, this one's well executed. Like it looks, it looks good, um, and that's I about like boobs too. All I have to say about it is it looks good. You know, it's just a good look for Laura. That is Laura, right? It's Laura. I'm pretty sure it's Laura. That would be my biggest complaint with the costume is that like you get to the point where I'm like, only because I'm a nerd who understands the stance, do I know that that's Laura. But like other than that, I mean, you can't really tell. That's a grab. Enthusiastic grab, it sounds like. Steve? Um, sure, grab. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I, I, I don't I have the same level of enthusiasm that you folks do for this. You know, it, it's a well-done costume, but, my, my again, it just, it doesn't, I don't really see Laura outside of the pose, so. I mean, it, it, it it's grab, it's, a well, it's well done, I just... It, it, it's not my personal favorite. Grab. It's a grab. John? Grab. Motorboat. We're good. <laughs> We're in there. Wow. Let's do it. Wow. You, that's your the first thing you're going to do <laughs> as you heal from your surgery? Yeah. It's one of the only things I can do right now. Are you going to take that away from me too, Steve? Yes, I am. Because <laughs> you don't deserve it. Wow. All right, guys. Last costume, and we're closing out the show, and probably never coming back again. Rashid oh, as Airman. I I love it. I can't <laughs> lie. Like it's pretty dumb. I think it's gonna look weird. <laughs> I, I it's like it's gonna say Rashid in the top left, and you're gonna see that. <laughs> but I still love it. It's awesome. I'm gonna grab. It's fantastic. I mean, it's literally just Airman. Yeah. Like, there's no Rashid. Well, it's just Airman. <laughs> he, he throws little tornadoes. Which Airman does. So does no, I mean, I, I'm going to grab. I have nothing to say. It's, it's probably a bad idea. Maybe they should ban it. I don't know, but it's cool. <laughs> Why would you ban this, Steve? I don't know. It probably has different hurt boxes or something like that. No. Some shit because of Street Fighter Five. They've done that before. I am not just going to grab this. I am going it? to go... <laughs> No, God, no. Oh, I good, because that's dangerous. That would, hurt. that would definitely hurt. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. God damn it. I am going to back this into the corner. Oh, wow. As pull out Should my inner phenom and grab this five times in a row. That is how much I love this costume. It is, it is perfection. Grab. You were getting at me for being suggestive, and now you're cornering people before you motorboat them. <laughs> 
Why is it butterbean with motorboating? John, can no you block her? You're the one talking about it now, Steve. No, I am not. I'm. Butter I'm now, John. About, you're like, I'm going to put something in its drink and take it out for a nice time. <laughs> weird. It's gross. John, are you going to motorboat what? this? Or it's or it's an airman. It's weird. It's not even a human, is it? I don't know. Oh no, it's, it's a robot. It's Guys, a robot please. master specifically. John, just uh, tell me, are you going to block or grab on this airman? Yeah, I think it's cool. I don't like Rashid, but he's not as bad anymore, so uh, it's cool. I, I like it. Grab. All right, guys. See you guys this weekend. We'll be back next Tuesday. <laughs> I'll well, we, okay, bye. I, I, I don't know. I, I, bye. I think, bye. I think no, we're done. Steve, no, bye.